This is the Coaching for Pastors podcast, episode 146. Hey, my friend, today we really are, yes, we're wrapping up our conversation on discipleship. This has been a week talking about discipleship. I hope you've been challenged. I hope you've heard some things that are helpful to you. But today I want to talk to you just a little bit about resources and then motivation. So resources. If you haven't been to these sites and these places online, here are some really good places to go to get resources on discipleship. You could go, and these are these are mostly connected, exponential.org, leadnet.org. .org, discipleship.org, multiplication.org. And then there's uh, just a couple books. I mean, there's hundreds, hundreds of good books out there. But, but here's one that I don't know if you've read it. It's called Disciple Shift, S-H-I-F-T. Disciple Shift, Five Steps That Help Your Church to make disciples who make disciples. Hey, that is a great thought, isn't it? Something that uh, you would enjoy reading. And then another book uh, by Jim uh, Putman called Real Life Discipleship, Building Churches That Make Disciples. If you get started on the, at those websites and with those books, let me tell you, it just goes from there, baby. There is no end to the resources. And this, So this is a crazy thing. A lot of pastors are frustrated because they don't feel like discipleship is happening in their church. Okay, so it's not a resource problem. There are more resources for discipleship today than in the history of mankind. I mean, literally. And every hour, that's more true. Because every hour, there are more articles, more blog posts, more podcast episodes, more posts about discipleship than there were the previous hour, and this is ongoing. So it's not a resource problem. Maybe it's a heart problem. I don't even think it's a heart problem. I think it's a perspective and a philosophy problem, which is why I've talked about it from that angle now for the last four, this being the fifth day. I think we just have to change our thinking. What I said the very first day I think is really true we make it way more complicated than it needs to be. Discipleship is everything we do, but we have to see it that way and then leverage opportunities for us to draw closer to Jesus Christ and for us to help others to draw closer. So again, those uh, websites, these are all .org websites, Exponential, LeadNet, Discipleship, and Multiplication, all .org. And you'll find some of the same people. Jim Wilson's there. and Just a bunch of great people that have put these websites together. And many of the books on these sites, many of them, if not the majority of them, are free. You can download them as PDFs, and they're free, and you can just do it. Now, I, I want to encourage you, Pastor, as a leader, as a leader now, would you get better? Would you get better as a leader? I'm taking this course called Advanced Social Architecture, Coaching for Organizational Change. It's a, it's a doctoral course in a Doctor of Ministry program, Advanced Social Architecture. And in a little sliver of that course, my, uh, one of my professors, Martin Sanders, 
made a statement that I thought it just grabbed me. In fact, I paused the video and I I went back a little bit. And I listened to it like three times. I thought, this is exactly what I tell you pastors over and over. This guy said it so well. So take a listen to this statement by Martin Sanders. Don't reduce us to just the people who come. Think about the people who will come, who will be a part of us, that we get to influence. I've often said to organizations and churches, the community needs you to actually do better than you're doing. There are people in this community that if you don't do this well and if you don't make these adjustments and changes, families are actually going to suffer. That's not a guilt thing. It's just sheer reality. So I love what Martin said. Don't reduce this to just the people who come, right? Think about the people who will come. So again, going back to my story, and I, and I always connect, we all connect things to our own story. They reached me, but they weren't just reaching me. They were reaching through me all the people that I would reach, all the people that I would influence. The fact that you're listening to my voice right now, they've had a part in that and they don't even know it. And Pastor, you, you as you get better, and as you work on this, and as you go to like Exponential or Discipleship or LeadNet.org or Multiplication.org, and as you grow, every little turn upward that you make, you're reaching one more person and one more person and one more person. And the most innocent, benign, organic relationships that you may have, if you see them as discipleship, you could be reaching people who 50 years from now We'll be reaching dozens or scores or even hundreds of people that you will never know, never touch, never influence, but you already have through that person, through the kid you're working with right now in your neighborhood. To that, to that young man or that young woman or that girl or boy that you're working with right now in your church. See with the eyes of faith, see with the eyes of multiplication that God multiplies what you do. God is the one who multiplies. He's the one. It's Jesus' church. He grows it. But don't see the little that you have as always being little. Don't just see who's in front of you now. Think about those who will come. Think about those who will be influenced, who will be a part of us. And the community around us, it actually does need us to do better than we're doing. And there are people that if we don't, people are going to suffer. Families are actually going to suffer. And like Martin said, that's not a guilt thing. It's just sheer reality. Because if those people in my life hadn't have reached out to me, do I just trust? Do I have a theological position where I just trust, well, God would have reached me somehow? You know what? We don't, we're not smart enough. We're not transcendent enough to understand those things. But we, it's easy to understand Matthew 28. Go into all the world and make disciples, and baptize them, and teach them to obey. Those are clear, simple, plain things. And as we do those things, lives get changed. So, Pastor, I encourage you, see discipleship as the foundation, the underpinning of everything that you do in your church, and celebrate that. Call it out. Say that it's discipleship. Don't say you just have a discipleship program and it meets on Tuesday nights in class you know, 103. No. Say, we have, we have a discipleship program. It's called our church. It's called all of us. Living for God, serving one another in love, being Jesus to our community. That's our discipleship program. And every day, every day, 
the discipleship ministry at our church is engaged and active, and God is using us to make a difference in our community. Where is it written? I can't remember, but I remember the term, do not despise small things. You may think you have a small thing, Pastor, but don't just look at the people who are there. Look at the people who will be there, and look at the people, not just who are influenced today, but the people who will be, who will be influenced throughout the next 20, 50, 100 years. So what you're doing, Pastor, is really important. Thank you so much for doing it. And the fact that you have the opportunity to be involved in discipleship every day, all day, as much as you want to, oh man, it's going to make a huge difference in the lives of so many people. Thank you for serving as a small church pastor, as a large church pastor, as a mega church pastor. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for serving. Thank you for loving people. And I'll see you tomorrow on the weekend edition of the Coaching for Pastors podcast.